This is Recruiting Daily's Recruiting Live Podcast. Real talk about talent acquisition, recruiting, sourcing, and hiring. With the godfather of sourcing. And now, welcome to Shally's Alley. With your host, the legend of legends, the big Bahumi, the salt in your shaker, Shally Steckerl. The modern recruiter is completely starved for education. Most companies these days just don't provide adequate training and education and development for their recruiters. We hire them with experience and expect them to hit the ground running, knowing how to do everything, including utilize all of our mishmash of systems, our ATS, our CRM, and learning our culture and learning our process and our hiring managers. And then we don't give them any training. But we train our salespeople, we train our engineers, we train our marketing people. We have corporate libraries dedicated to learning and development. We have corporate teams dedicated to learning and development. Very few of them ever include anything about recruitment, much less sourcing. Why is that? Is it not valued? The recruitment industry starvation for this knowledge has really thwarted our growth. We have to fend for ourselves. We have to go attend free webinars and, and try to self-pay for, for conferences whenever we can here and there. But there's no budget. There's no program for this. So how are we supposed to solve these massively complex business problems with our own pocket change? Kind of reminds me a little bit about teachers that have to buy pencils and materials for the classrooms out of their already pretty small paychecks. So sound familiar? What happens is there's, there's really only fragments of what really is curriculum out on the market. And there's no dedicated courses that, that teach fundamental skills, the basics of, of recruiting for a corporation. Lots of courses for staffing firms on how to own the client and own the candidate and how to negotiate offers and, and you know, lots of great content, but a lot of it doesn't even apply to what we have to do in a corporate setting. I think this deficit comes from there being too few industry leaders that are willing to share their knowledge, really share their knowledge. A lot of them want to write articles for popularity and get votes and likes you know, and clicks and follows, but they're not actually giving knowledge. They're just showing shiny, bright objects and, and cool t- t- trips and ticks that are going to, you know, get people to, to click on pages. But there's a few that do share. Unfortunately, they're not the ones that are necessarily educated in the art of adult instruction. There's a different way to teach adults. Adults are motivated to learn because they have to solve an immediate problem. They're busy. They have a lot on their plate. They don't have time to, to take hours of training that's not relevant or that won't work for them or that they've already taken or that is material that they don't need because it's not going to apply for their job. While they're doing that, they're not doing their job, and that affects their performance review and their income. So where there's so few opportunities for formal training and recruiting, how do, how do we fix that? What gives? What's the what's the What's the limitation here and and how are we going to fix this is it poor planning and low resources or no budget i don't think so because we spend millions of dollars on linkedin and then linkedin provides us the training but you know i mean not to be crass or anything but i mean you know would you really want to take a training class and learn how to drive by ford or do you want glock to teach you a class on how to use sidearms no it doesn't quite work that way the manufacturer of a product doesn't teach you how to use that product necessarily. So why is it that we get a lot of our training from the one vendor that we pay tons of money to? And by the way, my personal opinion, 
that's really not training. It's just, again, more whiz-bang tips and tricks and, and little mini videos that entertain us more than anything. So what are we going to do about it? There's, there's two alternatives. There's the guide on the side, and then there's the sage on the stage. The sage on the stage stands up there in the pulpit and bangs their fist and pontificates about fantastic ideas that future is going to bring and how you know we should be using mobile recruiting and how we should be using sourcing and how we can automate sourcing and how we can automate sourcing so we can have fewer you know less friction in the process but they never actually show you how they don't solve the problem they just tell you that the problem can be solved and then they sell you software or they don't sell you software but they have equity in the companies that sell you software then there's the guide on the side this is the guy that doesn't the guy or gal that doesn't get thanked or rewarded they're the seasoned recruiter that the manager always sends rookies to. Yeah, go sit with Shally. Go sit with Ryan. Go sit with Dean. Go sit with Eric and, and watch him and learn from him. So we have to do our job, and we also then have to teach the rookie. Just in this past year, I've trained four people like that just on the job. They send them to me because they learn, and then they get better at what they do, and their performance improves. But I'm not rewarded for it. So... I'm not, it's not even in my annual review. So what I'm suggesting is we really need to put together a formalized program that actually imparts this skill that uses an instructor, a program, a curriculum. That's what a curriculum is that, that abides by the learning and development standards of instruction and facilitation of learning, not just a hodgepodge of discombobulated webinars stitched together by desperate recruiters with no particular order or rhyme or reason. You know, you can't really carry a lesson you learn from one webinar to another, especially if they're taught by different people with different ideas and objectives. So it's not really a curriculum. It's just a bunch of videos. It'd be like learning to drive by watching TV. So you don't want to learn to drive by going to the Ford factory. You don't want to learn to drive by watching TV. How do you learn to drive? Your mom and your dad takes you in the car and maybe sits next to you or maybe you go to a formal driving school where they have those two-wheel cars and you do it. You do it while you learn and you learn while you do it. But you still have to have a formal program to do that. You can't just jump in on someone's desk and say, hey, I'm going to watch what you do because, okay, that's not watching TV, but that's still kind of just watching, isn't it? I mean, sure, you can ask questions and take notes, but... You're still uh, an observer. So we really need a program that includes a blend of both the guide on the side that's a little more formal and more programmatic and follows a curriculum and where you can apply the ability to learn and the ability to practice. So you, you learn by listening, seeing, touching, playing with, doing the things, and then you practice it. And then you go away and you reflect and maybe do some tasks. You get some assignments, some homework. Then you come back and, again, learn and, and apply and reflect. And you repeat this a few times until you've achieved a level of mastery. And this is a program. This is an actual formal program. What do you think, Ryan? We're going to cut Ryan in here later. Uh, did you cut it off? No, no, mine, mine, is, mine was on mute, so I wasn't. 
All right, so let me let me come back to that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Maybe if that's the end thought. I said, "What do you think, Ryan?" And then you were going to ask me about the. Oh no! But before that, where did you end? Um, something about yeah, I was saying that that a, com- a combination approach of the guide on the on the side and the sage on the stage with formal curriculum <laughs> that actually follows a plan, like a learning pa- a path, yeah. right? And then I, it left it kind of at the learning path, so you can yeah. pick up with learning path and. And then say, but what's the difference between this and that? Go, stay on your own for this one, because it sounds really, you're really keep, going on this one. Keep going, you're not even going to jump in? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, keep going on this one, because I'm going to, I'm just making notes here, I'm going to put the article right to it, and this will just be for you, this one. Oh, but I said, what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I'll cut that part out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll cut that part out. So All right, so we're going to continue now. Continuing from where, before I said, what do you think, Ryan? So, rewind. There's trainers, teachers, and facilitators. But what's the difference between a trainer or a teacher, an instructor, a facilitator? A teacher follows a prescribed curriculum that's dictated by some kind of regulatory body or government or supervisory agency. And it's something that is taught across various populations, and it's taught by many different teachers. It could be about a specific subject matter or some established standard. They're all teaching the same thing, maybe not the same way, but they're teaching the same thing, and their students, their learners are learning a standardized set of of knowledge that they can then uh, be tested on and, and apply. That's a teacher. A trainer, also known as an instructor, addresses a specific request from groups or individuals that need new knowledge and skills relevant to their particular goals. This is what an adult needs, an on-the-job adult that needs to solve a problem right now and also needs the education to figure out how to solve the problem that is going to appear tomorrow. So not only do you need a trainer or an instructor to show you how to solve today's problem, but you also need an educator or a facilitator, a coach or a mentor, that gives you the tools to create your own solutions when they come up tomorrow. So a trainer is, like I said, addressing the specific requests or the specific needs of an individual or a group. Then the third one, the facilitator, is a coach or a mentor that guides a group or, again, an individual as they go through ideas and analyze issues and make decisions. So the facilitator is helping or guiding an individual or groups through their self-learning process. A trainer is providing instruction relevant to something that they need now or giving them skills that they need in the future. And a teacher is following a prescribed curriculum. What I think we need to do is something that allows adults to have respect and get recognition and get practical solutions to their problems. See, adult brains are not just an empty container that you put knowledge into. So the sage on the stage needs to present new material in a way that makes students go and do something with the information. When I present, when I speak, I ask questions, I give examples, I give assignments, I give things like, okay, so when you get back to your desk, this is what I want you to do. That's what a sage on the stage should do, not just pontificate and spouse off on a bunch of ideas and and thoughts and uh, try to sell the concept. I think, honestly, an educator that tries to sell an idea is doing a disservice to the learner. We're there to provide an alternative, provide options, and a different way of thinking that the, alert, the adult then needs to decide if they want to 
think that way or, or experiment with that thought. Like I said, our brains are not just empty slates. As a sage on the stage, you have this, this duty to use the authority of the stage to pass along reinforcement of positive ideas and, and options for the learners to figure things out on their own while having a little bit of structure. But the sage on the stage by itself isn't going to cut it because we don't have that learning path that we talked about. The guy on the side then comes in and helps guide what the learners started listening to and learning from on the stage with something that's closer to not a lecture model, because again, lecture isn't really the way for adults, but more of a, a case study, an example. So, you know, give somebody a roadmap, say, here's a roadmap, we are here, we're going to go there, on our way there, we're going to do a few things. Now, let's take this trip together. And the learner or learners follow along, try some things, listen to some things, write some things, do some things along the way, following a specific example. And then at the end, their learning is reinforced with some sort of activity. It could be a fun game or a quiz or something that isn't there to to pass judgment on, oh, you learned the material or you did not learn the material. But rather, at that point, we're reinforcing the learning. So that's the last thing I want to leave you with is the end of, of this learning process is where we're uh, feeding back to the student that, yes, indeed, they did learn, and that gives them the confidence of going out there and practicing what they learned from the sage on the stage and the guide on the side uh, all together. You've been listening to the Recruiting Live podcast by Recruiting Daily. Check out the latest industry podcasts, webinars, articles, and news at RecruitingDaily.com.